going on everybody isaac mashman here and welcome back to another episode of chase the vision with isaac mashman the show that is about helping you become a more capable individual through sharing my experiences in business life and personal growth and the experiences and knowledge of other people as one one of those people that i have on for today's special interview is logan mandeville now logan is somebody who i've known for the past couple of months who i've had the pleasure of working with one-on-one and really seeing this kid's growth and i say kid but you know he's a grown-ass man he's an entrepreneur he's a businessman he is a model he is pursuing possibly acting. He's got a bunch of things going on. And that's something I wanted. I was like, Logan, we need to get you on to actually share some things that make you, you. And I'm super grateful to have him on. Logan, what's going on, man? How are you doing? Great, great. How are you, Isaac? Phenomenal, phenomenal. Is this your first ever podcast that you've done? This is my first podcast. I'm excited. Sheesh, you better get used to it. You, you better get used to it because you're going to be getting a lot more of these. And I'm, I'm talking large name shows interviews radio interviews uh yeah i could i could see a lot a lot of things happening for you so tell us a little bit about yourself man where do you come from what do you got going on yeah guys my name is logan obviously as he said um i come from a small town in west virginia grew up here still here unfortunately but i am working on changing that um so growing up i was always involved in sports mainly football i played football for 10 years and then I got to my 10th grade year, right? And I believe it was our third game in the season. I suffered a really, really bad concussion. And I went to the, I had to go to the ER after the game. It was like bad. I got knocked out. I like couldn't remember anything. So I went to the ER and they told me that I shouldn't play anymore. And this really sucked for me because like I said, I'd played for 10 years. I loved the game. Um, I was a running back on the team. That's the position I played starting running back. And I had colleges looking at me, and that's kind of how I had everything planned. I was like, I'm going to get to college. I didn't know what degree I was going to get, but I was like, I'm going to play football in college, maybe go to the NFL. Um, so that kind of came to an end. But luckily, um, I was introduced to the weight room my freshman year. And it was kind of funny because, like, whenever I was first introduced, we used to work out at 5 a.m. We'd start our off-season training in, like, February, and we continued the whole like 5 a.m. workouts until August when we actually started work, um, practicing. We still practice at 5 a.m., but I hated working out at first. Like I, re- I just went through the motion. I didn't like it. So obviously I went through the motion. I didn't get any results. So I was like, this sucks. Why am I even doing this? But after my ninth grade year, one of my friends, he was like, you want to start working out by yourself at the gym? Because we had like a three-month period in between the end of the season and our team off-season workouts. And he was like, you want to start working out for these three months before we start team training? I was like, sure. So we started going literally the first day after our season ended. We started going to the gym at 5 a.m. for school. And I'd actually did like the Google research. Like I put together a workout. I had no idea what I was doing, but I put together a bunch of workouts, a bunch of exercises. And I started doing those. And I really like started actually like doing it, not just going through the motions. And within a few months, I seen my arms were getting bigger. My chest was getting bigger. And I was like, oh, okay. So I kind of just went with it from there. And that was great because after my football injury, I could just transition into that. And it, it really helped me a lot. 
There we go. So when you were going and you, you had that accident, you went to the doctor's office, I imagine that that was probably one of the most difficult times of your life. Did you have this rebellious side of you to say, like, even if he said that I don't recommend you go and play anymore, that you still wanted to go and play? Like, or was that like medical clearance denied? Like, how was that process? Yeah, it was really tough. It took me, well, obviously I couldn't like practice or anything, but my coaches were aware of my concussion, but it was really tough in me to get to the point where I had to tell my coaches I couldn't play anymore. So yeah, that was, it was definitely difficult. How was their response? Was it in like a response of like support it support or was it more like, no, they being a wimp? I, yeah, they thought I was a wimp. They said I was faking my concussion mm. and, and, and it was cause all the teachers, I mean, all the coaches, they were also teachers at the school. So like I'd see them every day. It was just super awkward. I can imagine that. And at the end of the day, it's not like you got like a, a first degree concussion, like you got like the third degree. And I'm not an expert by any means about all the concussions, but the third is like, think like the worst one that you can get God, yeah. when it comes to concussions. So man, that's, that's unbelievable. That's always been a fear of mine because like, I, I, I can be clumsy on the field sometimes. Like, so whenever I would play sports when I was younger, it's like knocking out, like knocking heads and whatnot. I can imagine that, that would just be, you know, at the other end of the spectrum though, you must be grateful that was, that it was a concussion and not anything worse because you had to take a pretty hell of a bad impact in order to, to get that kind of injury. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm super grateful that nothing else happened. I mean, it's, so, it's still, it was not fun, but I'm grateful that I didn't like anything worse. Mm -hmm. But now going back to the mentality you developed though, you had to obviously show up early every single day, be consistent, eat well. And so that helped you transition into the modeling space. But before we get into your career and get into what you've, you know, had going on in the past couple of years, let's go ahead and, and talk about the, the dark times, if you wanted to, to title it that, because you're working your entire childhood, your entire young adult life to go with the idea of, I'm going to get into a district one school. What school are you looking at going? Like your, like your dream school? Um, it was just in the state, West Virginia University. Okay. And then you, you, that dream is shut down and you can't do the NFL mentally how were you feeling back then it really tore me up mentally and yeah we'll get deeper into it whenever we talk about like the career side and stuff but on top of that some other stuff happened and it yeah it, it was tough, it was mm -hmm. really tough. Mm -hmm. and then you got involved with modeling and then you started working with I would say not necessarily an agent but somebody who saw you and like hey you can do this professionally. And that was within the past 24 months, wasn't it? Cause you're still a young dude. Like you're, you're 19 years old. And so it's like 19, 20 years old. It's, it's crazy to have hit the levels of success that you've hit so far, not even quite knowing how the fuck you've done it. Cause that's another thing, like working together, I've talked to you and you're like, I, I just, it just happened. And you're like, it didn't just happen. You showed up, you continued posting and the algorithms were in your favor. And then obviously God bless you with the body of, you know, like a Roman goddess, God, you know, thinking about, you know, how the physique that you have, man, it's not something that like just any dude has, you know, a lot of dudes probably look at you and they're like, man, I'm coveting what this guy looks like because they just, at the end of the day, it's not because they can't get there. It's because they don't want to put in the work to develop their bodies and, and get to that point. Absolutely. What was that mentality that you had to develop in order to stay into that peak shape? Yeah, and football really helped me with that, just dedication. I mean, that was always the biggest thing. If you don't show up, you just go through the motions. Obviously, you're not one. If you're just starting, nothing's going to happen, as I knew. And then, two, if you 
have built like a decent body and you just start slacking, it's not going to stay there. It's not stuck there. You got to keep going. You got to keep going even harder if you want to get your body better. So it's just really dedication and showing up is probably the main lesson. Dedication showing up. What's, what's your least favorite workout that you got to do? My least favorite workout, honestly, probably deadlifts. I used to really love deadlifts and I got really heavy with them and it's just, they're just tough. Really what was tough. your max? My max was 585 pounds. Sheesh. Dang, dude. Heavy. Dang. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's, that, that's one of those exercises though, that you have to do at a solid steel and chalk gym. You can't do that at, at no planet fitness. Like you need to pick up that weight and drop it to where everybody hears that. Yep. Um, so getting involved with modeling, what was the one thing that clicked with you of like, Hey, I could do this as a full-time gig. So I'll kind of explain like how I got started with modeling and all that whatnot. So probably around this time last year, so May of 2020, in the beginning of the pandemic, I was reached out to by a um, mother agent in New York City. And at first I was like, I'm not doing that. Because he was telling me, like we were talking for a bit, we got on the call and he was telling me like I'd have to lose a lot of muscle because I was like really swole at the time I was bodybuilding. And I was like, nah. But then I started thinking about it and um, I gave it a shot. So I started losing like a lot of, it wasn't so much like muscle, like on my lower body. It was more so muscle, like width wise. So like my lats, I had to lose some width and my chest, I had to lose some width. So I was at like a, I think my chest was 45 inches and for fashion modeling, it has to be below 40. So that's quite a good bit of muscle, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna give it a shot. So I started losing some. Now I went up to New York City a few months later. I still was nowhere near like the size I needed to be. Um, I had a lot of acne and I went up there for a week. And like I got to know some like agencies around the t- um, city and we did a bunch of like portfolio stuff. And it was, it was pretty good. Like I got to meet a lot of big names. I got to like, meet some other models. And um, I went back home and like two weeks later, I followed up with the guy because I was supposed to be back on the website, like uh, my portfolio is supposed to be up. And he was like, sorry, we're going to have to drop you because nobody likes you. I was like, damn, all right. Damn. So that, yeah. So all last summer, I kind of just did my own stuff. And this is initially when I started growing like really good on Instagram because I kind of started like modeling type content. And um, I started doing that all summer. I was just grinding out content. And I got in contact with another agent, the one I'm currently with, um, out of Mississippi. And my acne's finally starting to clear up. I have a little bit of acne. And once that's gone, we're on the road because my body's where it needs to be. So. Dang, dude, that must have been another, in addition to experiencing all the failures and all of the, the twists and turns of your process, to have gotten the opportunity to go out to New York City to take photo shoots with probably some of the most well-known male model, you know, photographers out in the city and the biggest city in the world, one of the biggest cities in the world. And then you get back home and they're like, eh, by the way, you know, thanks for coming out. But all that work that you did, <laughs> we're taking you off the website. What was your response to that? Was it like, a, I'm a fucking ring your neck kind of thing of like, you're pissed or what was that? Or did you kind of take it in a different way? So it really, I was, I was definitely mad. I remember I was at the gym every text and I just lost all my motivation for the day um I had a few friends at the gym they're like what's wrong I was like I don't want to talk I just left and like went right. home. 
but I'm glad that I didn't act, I didn't like act on the anger like I didn't act unprofessional like I easily could have I could have been like screw you piss off but I didn't because I know you don't want to do that you don't want to burn bridges and especially in the modeling industry so I kind of for a day or two I was kind of like oh come on and then I just picked back up my momentum and like got the idea I can just do this on Instagram until another agency finds me until I grow and that's what I did and then you've just been posting content and and guys if you're listening to this right now I don't want you to think that Logan just is like some beef head model because he's not like he's a really bright kid he's a really solid guy and he's more you're more than a model man and that's something that we've done and sat down and worked together on to make sure that people know that you're not just some model because a lot of people will only follow it's like the you know, the Instagram chicks who they're only known for their ass and tits. And I hate to say it and phrase it like that. But at the end of the day, when you're posting all of these different sexually provocative, you know, photos, you have all these dudes and all these other women flocking towards you for the sex appeal. And that's what you experienced in a large part, because a lot of the photos, man, were like shirtless photos or things of that nature. And it's not like you don't have an OnlyFans. You're not doing some shit that's like that. But at the end of the day, you do have that level of sex appeal from another point of view to where they're going to follow you because one interest two because they're envious or three they're learning and we're starting to tap into the third one which is i want to learn from you i want to follow you i want to latch onto your personality for who you are not what you look like but you can combine the two and if you're listening to this and building out your personal brand that's a fantastic space to be in and so you hit success and you hit viral multiple times you have 150 no as of the recording 165,000 followers on instagram and we're going to look back in a year from now you're going to be at over a million um, just got your Twitter launched as well, got your social media presence skyrocketing, which is phenomenal. And then on top of that, you're starting to really see success on TikTok as well. And you've had success on TikTok, but the reason I'm bringing this up is you had a video hit 1.9 million views within the past month, I believe it might, it might even be more than that. You're like 400 K on TikTok. What have you done to really cross promote your audiences and like really grow your brand at this point? Yeah, so I just really, like he said, I really went hard on all of them. Um, so um, when I started talking to Isaac, you know, I'd never really gotten to the Twitter space and he kind of talked me up about that. So I decided we fixed that up. We made it look all good, um, optimized it. And then on my story, I was like, yeah, guys, go follow my Twitter. Um, I'm going to be posting tons of value on there, tons of different stuff. And that gained a lot just from one story post. But the main thing's just been really just focusing on content, staying consistent with content. Um, and that's that, really. Yeah, literally before this interview, you're like, I'm going to be 10 minutes late. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I go to Instagram and I see you post. But I have respect for that because you have to be consistent. There are times to post that you need that you know that your people want to see posts. And you've done one literally every single day. And that's something a lot of people, they're like, why well, am I not growing? Because one, you're not consistent. Two, you're not marketing yourself. And three, you're just not taking yourself serious. So how do you expect other people to as well? Um, and so, yeah, man. And then in other works, this goes to the business side of Logan. You just launched a new company. Let's talk about that. Yes, I did. So I launched Mandible Fitness and it's going to be essentially right now, it's just going to be um, online training. But in the future, I would like to, I'm planning on moving to Miami. I would like to open like a little studio and do classes in that as well. But it's going to be so much more than that. Um, we'll focus on the training side of it. So I've kind of, I didn't really get into the entrepreneurial spirit probably until like 
maybe a year ago, whatever. But I was trying to, I was doing everything like in the wrong direction. I tried to do a marketing agency. I have no idea about marketing. I've tried to get into all this different stuff. And then it just clicked with me. And Isaac helped me with this, like help it click with me. Probably like a month, month and a half ago. I mean, I've been doing fitness for five years. I know this stuff. I love doing it. Why don't you stuff. do fitness? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Why have I been running away from this and trying to do all this other hard stuff? And um, it's just been, it's been great because he's helped me kind of get the vision. But yeah, we're going hard with that. It's getting ready to launch. Um, I'm excited. Yep, yep. And why did you get involved with like the marketing space? Because I'm curious to know what influenced your decision to do that. Obviously not knowing like you, you hit virality with Instagram and TikTok, but what was the idea of like, hey, I could do this. And then why did you decide not to pursue that any further? Well, I became friends with this one dude on Instagram probably like a year ago. And he did SMMA, SMMA. Yeah, he did that. And um, I talked to him for a bit. And he started talking it up and I was like, boy, this is cool. I could do this. And he told me to look in the same oven. So I bought one of the same ovens course like a year ago. And I ran through the whole course. It was like 120 hours of videos. It took forever. Um, and I got into that and I just kept on thinking like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then I just one day just clicked. I was like, why am I trying to do this? I don't know anything about that. I mean, obviously I could learn to do like all the Facebook ads and everything. But I have no idea, and it just clicked with me. I was like, why am I trying to do this? Mm -hmm. Maybe in the future I can get back to it, but why am I trying to do this when I have this right in front of me, something I know how to do, something I love doing? You know, what I've noticed is in this whole day and age of Instagram and these influencers, anti-guru culture is like the next thing. Like everybody's going to say, I am not your guru, and this is, this is going to happen in the next couple of months. I'm, I'm seeing this <laughs> happening. But everybody wants to start something just because they see another person do it. And I think that that's how it should be. And the reason why is how would you know that that's not for you unless you experience it and you try it. And that's what I did as well. And that's what you did. You tried not only the agency, but you went into a couple of different areas, a couple of different fields. And each time you're like, this isn't it. This isn't it. This isn't it. This isn't it. And then sometimes it takes that other person coming into your life and saying, maybe you've been viewing this with the wrong idea. There's an analogy uh, in U Squared, which is a fantastic book by a guy named Price Pritchett. Uh, it was recommended by a virtual mentor of mine, Bob Proctor. And in the book, he gives the analogy. He starts off the entire thing talking about a fly. And there's a window and this fly is banging against the window trying to get to the outside world because it sees the outside world right in front of its face. It's like, the, I see the trees, I see the sky, I see the birds and the bees. And it just continues smacking against the window and it's not getting anywhere. A fly is not going to break a window. But 180 degrees right behind it, is a wide open door, but the, the fly doesn't see the door. The fly can continues to see the glass. And that's a great analogy for a lot of people, including myself up until the time I launched Mash Adventures, because I was hitting the glass window. I'm like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And I went through and uh, I, I did some of Ty Lopez's 67 steps course. And I imagine your friend who did the SMMA probably studied Ty Lopez and studied some of the other people as well. And it's like, just because it looks sexy, doesn't mean it's something that you should do because we all see the glitz and glamour and the money and the wealth but why are you doing what you're doing right now yeah I wanted to add in I feel like a lot of it's shiny object syndrome too because there's obviously with these certain like business models so marketing agency drop shipping I mean sure like obviously they're business models like you can do very well with them but they're so hyped up because everyone's doing them. Everyone's like flexing their Lamborghinis, flexing their Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah, whatever it may be. 
And that's, I feel like that was kind of like one of my issues as well. Like, cause I'd never really looked at other like business models as that cause they're not hyped up like that, but obviously you can do very well in any business while you choose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was a big part as well, I believe. But isn't fitness and doing like Vanderbilt fitness, focusing on the, instead of shiny object syndrome, it's shiny health. And I, it's kind of a dumb phrase to use, but shiny health syndrome, right? What's different about what you got going on though? Is it just about looking good or let's talk about the real reason why you're starting this? I'm really starting this because, well, one, I guess this kind of ties with this as well. Um, so when I started fitness, when I really went hard with it, I had a lot, I was still in high school and I've influenced a few kids, like start coming to the gym with me. I'm still friends with them today. I mean, they don't live where I live, but they still work out every day. And um. I kind of taught them the ropes, like what I was doing, helped them get like their first one plate bench press, whatever. And they kind of like, I just kept them like accountable, kept them motivated. And it felt really good watching them grow with me at the same time. So it's really a big thing, like watching other people, helping other people grow because health mm-hmm. and fit, I mean, it's once you get in good health, once you, once you get in good fitness, there's so many good benefits, obviously, like you're gonna have more energy, life longevity, whatever it may be. It's, I just love helping wherever I can help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, where do you see yourself going with not just Mandible Fitness? You touched on that earlier, but as a content creator, as an influencer, as somebody who's building up a brand of celebrity, what's the goal with all of that as well? Because that's this is something people get insight into the followers and likes, but they don't get insight into what actually makes that person click. What makes that person, you know, get up every single day? And I, I don't even want to say that because there are plenty of times where you don't want to get up every single day. You don't, you, you can be fired up about your passion and that's just a buzzword that people would throw around, but what's the, the long-term outlook for Logan Mandeville? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm excited to look back on this interview 20 years down the road and be like, man, you hit every single fucking goal that you said you were going to hit in this interview. Well, obviously I want to keep on growing, but it's not all about the numbers. Um, there's certain things on each like area I want to achieve. Like for modeling, for example, I want to get a brand deal with Calvin Klein. And that's obviously going to get me more up there. Um, but I really just want to keep on growing and like networking and reaching cool people, helping wherever I can help with whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to Isaac, you know, we both come from small towns and it's, it's hard chasing your dream when you come from a small town. So it'd be cool to build something out for that in the future on social media. Like, where people that come from small areas can join a group of like uh, like-minded people that are also from small towns trying to do big things. It really is hard. Well, I actually come from a big city, my friend. I'm living in a small town right now. I come from a big city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got confused, but same thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's the same thing. Yeah, no, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. So, you know, setting the example for people around you, what's been the community outlook like the the friends maybe that you went to high school with or you're getting into this shape you're doing all this different things and you went from being that all-star jock that all-star like you know girls are probably clamoring over in your you know class of 50 people and you drop out of that and then you start doing modeling and you start doing fitness how has the response been yeah so I told Isaac before but um like my freshman year I was just I don't want to call myself an f-boy but I was praying f-boy um but then obviously my injury happened and I started posting my results. I had, I had an Instagram page. It was just my page where I posted everything. I had one Instagram mm-hmm. page and I just started posting like gym selfies, some different gym stuff. 
and I just wasn't getting good feedback at school. Like I was getting called a douchebag, whatever. I was like, all right. So I originally, this is funny too, because I don't think I've ever even told this story to anyone. Um, I originally made my fitness page. It's called Logan M Fitness. And I didn't even make it. Like I had no idea I was going to like grow to where I grew. Like I made it for the girls that wanted to follow me and see that, like see my gym stuff to follow me on that. That's literally how I like shouted. I was like, you want to see my fitness stuff? You want to see my shirtless selfies? Follow this page. And um, people still follow it. People that talk crap still followed it. They mocked me. Like there was a bunch of people made fake pages to make fun of me and um, just a bunch of crap. I was getting a bunch of crap lost. I wouldn't say so when I whenever my football injury happened I didn't like lose all my friends like they just didn't really talk to me like I wasn't like I didn't sit with them at lunch anymore like the they weren't friends then you know like the popular the popular kids whatever um so yeah just kind of like it set me off to the side like where people looked at me as weird or like self-obsessed but Well, don't you have to be self-obsessed in order to achieve your goals? Obsession is not some negative thing. You would not be in the shape you're in and you would not have the results you are at right now if you are not obsessed. And I don't even think you're, you're not obsessed enough. And I'm not obsessed enough. Isn't that crazy? Yet the people from an outsider's point of view are being like, man, you're so obsessed. You need to take a break. You need to fucking sit down and watch TV. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, tight. You do that and continue complaining. You know, I, you know, I can relate to a lot of degrees about what you're saying when you're at school, things are happening and friends are making fun of you. And I recently found the first ever podcast episode I recorded and I'm listening back through and it was bringing back memories of getting onto the bus and wearing my own custom clothing and people are cracking jokes or people behind the scenes laughing. And now they're the ones following me and supporting me and liking my page first before anybody else. And I'm like, isn't that funny how that works? You know, because people begin to hate you and then they begin to follow you and support you because they realize that they were wrong. And you're kind of just like, you're not even doing this in a braggadocious way. You're just doing this in a way of like, I'm getting after what I want to get after. Now, how, how about your parents, man? Because I know that parents can either make or break a kid when it comes to their dreams and passions. How, how's your support been? Because obviously you didn't go to college. You didn't take that path. You didn't go like, I'm going to go to college and pursue it. So how has their support been or have they had any? Yeah, they've been mainly supportive. I mean, when I first, um, so what happened, uh, so I actually skipped 11th grade and I graduated a year early. So they thought I was just taking like a gap year and was going to go to college. But no, this is when I was like focused on this one. I still don't fitness mainly. And I was mm-hmm, focused. Mm-hmm. I grew a lot that year on Instagram. And I was telling them, I was like, guys, I can do something with this. It just takes time. And it obviously does take time, especially with social media. And they're like, all right, all right. And slowly as time like started going over, I remember last January, we were on a cruise. We were on a family vacation. Mm-hmm. And there was a family that like watched my TikToks and they came up to me and like, no way. Yeah. They literally like wanted me to sign stuff. I was like, what? Cause I only had like, I had like 200,000 at the time. And it was crazy. Cause they were like, can we take a picture of you? And no. Like, yeah. They originally came That's up cool. to me. I still have the picture. They originally came up to me and they're like, are you Logan? I was like, what? And yeah, uh-huh. so I started talking to them a little bit and um, got a picture of them, like signed up something like vacation thing. And my parents were right there whenever they first came up to me. So it kind of like blew their mind. They're like, what? Like, especially we were on a cruise. Like, where are the Out of all places in the middle of the damn ocean, that <laughs> happens on that cruise. I bet your parents, their jaw dropped because you never told me, told me yeah. that story either when we're doing this brand. I, I could have thrown that in there a couple places. 
crazy, crazy, crazy. So how did that make you feel? Because this is opening up an entirely different section of conversation right here. What was what was your feeling about that? Oh, it was crazy. I mean, I I couldn't believe it. Like, obviously, it was only like a few people, but it was still insane. Still. You take the circumstances, you're on a cruise. I think there was like the cruise had like 6,000 people, which is a lot. But out of those 6,000 people, where are the odds that somebody's going to recognize you from social media? It, it really blew my mind. And that's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, because that's the other thing, man. People don't, there's this weird thing about social media called, you know, I talk about this a lot. It's called the halo effect. And this goes hand in hand with personal branding because people base their judgments on somebody based off of one personality trait or one thing about them. And your social media followers can be that personality trait to where people view other individuals as these sort of gods, especially in the entertainment industry or the modeling industry, because it's based off of looks and sex appeal and how everything feels and the emotions it makes you feel. And whenever somebody comes and meets you for the first time, they are already judging you on how you're going to be. They think that you're going to be some cocky asshole probably yet you yeah. go and have a conversation with them. You're like, no, I'm a normal ass dude, man. I've just hit some success points. And they're like, no way. And that's what I've noticed with a lot of successful people. It's like, we have, we create these perceptions of individuals but we can learn to leverage that if we get onto the levels of other others, people, y'all need to listen to the halo effect episode I did. I think it was like episode 49. So moving forward, did that like serve as a, a platform and a foundation for you to continue building up off of? Because since then you've doubled your audience to 400 K on TikTok. So I imagine the chances are just increasing and increasing. Yeah. I mean, it really fired me up. I was like, so excited. Um, it just added, like, I've always, I've always had motivation. I always had passion for social media, but just kind of added on that, like leveled it up. So I did start going even harder and yeah, it was, it was amazing. I'm Most definitely. Most definitely. And so outside of building out your business and building out mandible fitness and still putting out modeling content, where do you see yourself going with the entertainment industry or as a career? Well, I definitely do want to get into modeling. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not focusing on that so much now because I'm focusing on manual fitness and modeling and that's a lot to focus on. Um, but definitely once I move to a bigger city, because where I am, we don't really have acting classes. We don't really you mean have. acting, you said get, get involved with modeling <laughs> and you're like, I'm already involved with modeling. I'm like <laughs> acting, acting, acting. I got, got, I got jumbled up. But anyways, um, yeah, once I move to a bigger city, I might start taking some acting classes. What would, what would be the dream role? Definitely something like the movie Baywatch, something like that. <laughs> Zach Efron, I see it. I can see it now, man. Yep, yep. Interesting. Interesting. Now, what's been the most difficult part of, you know, your, your process up until this point? Because you're still early on with all this, man. And you've seen some really cool success. And, you know, a lot of times the people who have the most success don't know why or what made them successful. There's either the people, this is still spoken about in Earl Nightingale's The Strangest Secret. If you take a hundred men, you know, you, you're going to have some people who are successful and some people who aren't successful And one half, they won't know how they, how they hit those levels and the other half will. And up until this point, you weren't even aware of what you were doing. You just did it. So what has been the biggest challenge point though, that you were aware of moving forward? I would definitely say it would have been exposure, mainly because, so my first year on Instagram, and this is like when I said, I wasn't even like, I didn't know what I could do. Like I just, I was just posting, but I think I hit like 5k to 10k, somewhere in that range my first year. 
And then like my second year, I got to maybe 15K and it just kind of got stuck for a little bit. And I'd made friends on Instagram in the fitness community and they were growing. I was like, how? I was like asking like, how are you guys keep on growing? How is this working? And it just wasn't working for me. Like I couldn't grow. So I'd definitely say that. And I'd get, I'd reach like levels. I remember I was stuck at like 30K for like a year. I mean, I was slowly increasing, but not like mm-hmm. anything. I was stuck there. So that was definitely probably the biggest thing I had to, the hardest thing that I was aware of anyways, that I had to kind of work on. Right. And now you got your YouTube channel that you have a couple thousand subscribers and you haven't posted in over a year and you're about to start going hard with content there too. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I actually redid some things on yesterday. Um, changed up my profile picture, made a new banner. I'm getting excited to start it. I mainly want to focus on fitness stuff with that one. I mean, I want to do, I'm going to do some vlogs. I'm going to do some like behind the scene modeling shoot so it's not just going to be fitness but i'm really fired up about getting back into fitness at least like content wise because i still work out every day and um i just want to spit value provide value mm-hmm. and eventually start up a podcast and see where that goes and let's talk cameo too because i was able to make that introduction to cameo and now you're on that and that's another way for people to, to really engage with you as well how's that been you know on on the platform because i had the opportunity of interviewing matt divine the head of music partnerships who i also put you in contact with at the end of that interview i said you could get in contact with me and i could get you set up and i don't think people quite believed me but you're you're a perfect example of like somebody who's actually you're open to opportunities like i'm not here to chase you down i'm here to present the opportunity and be like yo, you can either say yes or you could say no, but you'd be an idiot if you said no. So how has that experience been connecting with fans and having people request shout outs? Because I know that you had one weird request. What what was that request, man? Let's talk about that for a second. It was like, I think they said it was someone's birthday and they wanted me to seduce them like Marilyn Monroe or something. (laughs) Did you do it? (laughs) I want to see it. Where's it at? I I don't know. I don't know. I took my shirt off. I don't know. (laughs) I've never seen Marilyn Monroe seduce anyone. I can't do that. Oh, um, man. Yeah, that is... been, Cameo has been cool, and I really love the platform's cool because someone can obviously request a personalized video from you, and I think that's really awesome because as you keep on growing, you're building up this credibility level, and they're going to be like, whoa. And, I mean, I got – yeah. I think I did about almost 10 of them. I only did one story post, and I kind of blew my mind because, like, they were yeah. just like, – it's our friend's birthday. It's our friend's graduation. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, obviously mm-hmm. I'll do it. Just came in there with like high energy, shouting them out, gave them some, like some of them wanted like some motivation, some inspiration, spit some of that. That was cool. Motivational speaker, Logan Mandeville, coming <laughs> to the stage near you. <laughs> well, man, it's been an awesome, awesome time getting to chat with you and, you know, really, really talk about what makes Logan, Logan. And I'm honored to be the first ever podcast interview you've been on, brother. And where can people find you and show you some support? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Logan Mandeville. Um, I spell out my last name because it's kind of confusing. M-A-N-D-E-V-I-L-L-E. YouTube, Logan Mandeville as well, just with the space in between. Then also, if you want to follow my Mandeville fitness pages, just Mandeville. um, It's Mandeville Fit on twitter and it's manville fitness on instagram now who are you looking to work with there let's let's talk about this before we wrap up shameless plug here this is all you for manville fitness yeah yeah i mean i'm mainly focused on people that are actually hungry that actually want it that actually like 
they're motivated in their mind. They just don't really know what to do, don't know how to get the results. That would be my ideal client. I mean, obviously, if someone comes to me and they're not as motivated, I'm going to get them. I'm going to kick them in their ass and get them going. But I mainly am. I'm trying to attract people that are hungry for it, that are ready to win. And if you want to go ahead and book a call with him, you can go to loganmandeville.com. And uh, we got all of that set up too, to where you're going to be streamlined process, be able to work with Logan himself. So brother, thank you again. And uh, excited to see, you know, your growth moving forward. Thank you, brother.